You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, William Gibson, Tony Groves, David Flowers, Chris Scales, and Chris Perez. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up? Hello. Hey, Mike. What's up? All right. Got a nice group tonight. Thanks, guys, for showing up uh, as we pick up a fever pitch heading into season here. Of course, the Daytona 500 is coming up really soon. I think it's two weeks from tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And tonight is the final race of the Road to Pro, and it is at Daytona. So a bunch of us are going to run it. And... uh, what do you guys think about our our you know our hopes for tonight? I mean, we have an open set. I ran it a little bit yesterday, and it seemed okay. I say it felt really quick. It um, car felt glued to the track. I'll feel like I picked up speed every lap. It's just um, I think keeping the nose clean is gonna be key, at least in the um, kind of the lower splits. But once you clear through that, I think we have a really good shot. Yeah. Well, let's talk Road to Pro a little bit more. We ran Dover last week. I finally got my best result of the season, guys, P4. Uh, it's been a tough series, but I'm hoping for a win tonight, though. We'll see. I'm kind of excited. It's a good job on the P4 there. Man, it's it's been tough. I've had, I've had really bad luck in this season. And what's interesting about this, this particular series, it's one start a week. And if there's a mistake, you know, there's not another start to try to, you know, regain. Yeah, and with the tough, close racing action that happens there, it's very easy to get in that mistake. Yeah, and the points are interesting. I looked at points earlier today. Um, there's no divisions. It's everybody together. I'm P100. So I'm in the top 100 somehow with that P4. You're only 80 spots out of making it to peak, so. There you go. I guess that's not bad if you think about it, you know, top 100. But I guess I'm proud of that. Considering where my I rating is, so. That's better than I can say. I haven't participated yet, so. Well, here we go. We're getting into it uh, here shortly. So let's keep going. Hey, Mike, uh, I got a quick question on that. Yeah. Do you start, because, uh, like, in the open, I was, like, 28th in my division. Do I start in the same place when the season starts, or does that all reset back to zero? So what happens with the divisions for NIS, if that's what you're referring to, uh, at the beginning of the Daytona 500 week, whatever your I rating is, determines which division you're in for the entire 36-week se- season. And so... The the mark in the previous seasons usually been about thirty five hundred between division one and division two, and I don't know if that's going to stay the same or not. I'm about thirty one hundred, so I'm probably going to stay in division two. Okay, I got you. Yeah, there's a break, you know, ever as you go down, and there'll be probably you know twelve, fifteen divisions, whatever. Let's go into official races. Uh, Chris Scales, 
you got a win this week. Tell us about it. Yeah, I won one in the the fixed trucks, the C class at Iowa. Uh, that was a good good week at that track. I had a handful of top fives, and that win. Uh, There's a couple of guys that were fast, but they raced each other for about 20 laps in first and second, and just kind of waited for them to get wore out and. That's exactly what happened. The first place guy spun off. Second place guy was just used up and just cruised to win in that one. Nice. That's a good way to gain I rating. Did your I rating come up overall? Yeah, it's went up a few hundred points this week. It's around 1100, I think now. So it's heading in the right direction. I'm hoping to be probably around 2000 by the end of NIS this year is my goal. You, you and me both, Chris, but the, that one race I, I watched you run didn't exactly help things, though. <laughs> oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah, there was two races. I probably ran I probably ran six of those, and there was most of them were great. There was two of them that were terrible. There was that one that you watched, and there was another one that uh, I started, I think, uh, fourth. The, the second-place guy was in the middle of the third and first and third. He hit the guy that was in third. And turned him sideways, went down the track and hit the guy that was in first and turned him sideways. And so he literally turned the first and the third place guy sideways in front of every, you know the entire field on the first lap. It was about as ugly as that one that you watched. Yep. Yeah, and unfortunately in the lower splits, man, that's mainly NIS. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's if you can survive those first few laps, you have a good chance at a top ten every time it seems like. Yep. The low you, split life. <laughs> if you can do good in a week, a particular track and car like that, and you're gaining, you know, I rating, make the most of it, man. That's how you gain it. You'll kind of see that in the lower splits too. You'll have, uh, at the beginning of the week, you'll have some really ugly races. And then it seems like at the end of the week, you'll have some cleaner races. People have calmed down, figured out the track. Everybody's courteous to each other. It's, it's you can tell the difference in the racing between the, First, the beginning of the week and the end of the week in those lower splits. Yeah, you I, you can tell that in NIS too. Um, from Wednesday through Sunday, the racing gets different. Um, I usually do better earlier in the week somehow because if there's more attrition, I seem to do better. All right, let's jump into league races. I ran a league race. Uh, it was and Justin and Tony. You got Tony. You ran with us too. I, it was Iowa and in the trucks, and it was super, 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 super tight. I mean, tight, tight, tight. And I was not really having fun with it. And uh, I actually personally caused the only caution of the race. This guy pinched me a little bit, and of course I pushed up into him. And uh, not really a good race, Tony. How? What do you think? I actually, uh, yeah, the, you know, the, the setup was tight, but I, I kind of felt really comfortable um, at that track in that truck. Um, you know, I finished mid-pack, um, but I had some good battles, and uh, you know, if it weren't for me hitting a hitting a wall a couple of times, um, I probably would have finished top ten. Um, at least I had a good good chance to to do that. But um, all in all, I. I really enjoyed the race, um, and I kind of liked how that truck handled, you know, for the most part. I mean, we had one heck of a run on those tires, so. Yeah, yeah, it was a long green run for sure. 
until I caused that for only caution of the race, which was maybe what three quarters of the way through or something. Well, when we uh, when the flag went green, we only had uh, three laps, two laps to go. Oh, was it that far in? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I had to kind of fight and scrape for one more position in those uh, last two laps, but I was uh, I was actually pretty good on that restart and and got the the finish that um, I was hoping for. Yeah. Well, it's been fun running with those guys. Uh, obviously, that's going to stop here when we get to the Daytona. Um, but it's been a good on a good fun in the off season. Uh, GRC is up next. Uh, I got my third win in the feature, and uh, pretty happy with that. I it, I have really mixed results. I either do good or I don't. And uh, boy, will you and I ran a race earlier before the recording here and. I just choked, man. I hit the wall. It was all my fault, too. Yeah, you don't seem to choke when I'm in the race. Um, the one you won, I was behind you the whole time. You were clearing it, and then we went to, I, I think it's Lucas Oil Raceway this week. And, yeah, I struggled a little bit, but you, um, a little worse for you. But these races either go, yeah, they're either really good and you get a clean race, or it's kind of a demo derby from my experience, but. All in all, they're a ton of fun. I did everything I could to chase you down and spun with two to go, pushing as hard as I could, and you you walked away from me. So that was a well, fun race. I was just pacing in front of you. I wasn't walk. you know, I was just waiting for you to get there, and I think you overdrove it, but yeah, yeah it was, was fun. I was trying to time that Joker lap because you caught, kind of caught up to some, it wasn't lap traffic, but they took the Joker and we had it. And I, as soon as I committed to pulling off, you pulled off, and it just the gap kind of stayed no matter how hard I pushed. But, yeah, I definitely overdrove it, especially um, right after the jump there. They have, like, that sharp – it's like a U-turn kind of, like, kind of double apex. And I just could not get through there, but it was a fun race. Yeah, slow is fast. Yeah, GRC is fun. I, I, I really is uh... – blow some steam off kind of race and uh i wish they would tighten up the qualifying and the the sitting around waiting part of it yeah in fact that race i wrecked out my first lap in qualifying i had time to get out of the car get back in and still put it on the pole um they do give us way too much time between events and those things but yeah it's i feel like it's a little worse for me somewhere in the headset but it's it is what it is, I guess. Well, and let's run the splits at the same time. I, I still don't get why we don't do that. It's stupid. All right. Well, hey, Mike, since I'm here this week, I, I couldn't make it last week. I had a buddy coming to town. Um, do you mind if I kind of back up a bit and talk a bit more about the 24 hours of Daytona since yeah, tell, we tell ran us it? More. Yeah, let's go over that because you mentioned uh, after last week's podcast, I said we'd blown an engine early. Actually, I was mistaken. That was late in the race, right? Yeah, that was with an hour and a half to go with Justin Laird driving. He was he was running his heart out. He was you know putting down you know decently paced laps, especially for where we were at. Um, we were gonna fish, finish tenth with what he was running, and he was on the back stretch. He was trying to throw it in sixth, and right when he switched from sixth to fifth, you just hear kunk, like you just blew a motor, like. Uh, and you know, I had, I had been up, I had gotten up at five thirty 
to to help with driver swap outs. I'd, I'd been exhausted. I I had the first stint of the race. I was managing the whole race, and I didn't even go to bed till midnight. So I literally sat in my in front of my computer from 7:45 in the morning till midnight, and then back at it from 5:30 till 9:45 ish because of the server starts and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the, fun. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I I felt I was doing very good, and because I had the very first stint, and I ended up putting the car in the tire barriers, and thankfully we weren't running the Mercedes because that had probably ended the race for everybody. So, you know, thank heaven for small favors. But um, I definitely want to give a big shout out uh, shout out to Joe and Will because Joe ran the most laps, I ran the second, and Will Iron Man for four straight hours with an Oculus on his face. I have no idea how he did it. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he Oculus the the four hours because uh one uh one of our guys wasn't able to run. He had a family emergency, so me and uh, me and Will picked up the slack there. Um, so yeah, I mean between Joe, Will, and myself, uh, you were looking at fourteen hours. <laughs> Right. So it it was a good race and I can't wait for Sebring to get around here. So what you're already planning for that, what because it's a shorter race, it'll be a limited crew. Oh yeah, we we we'll probably only need, you know, realistically three, maybe four people at the most. Yeah. Well or you could run two cars. If you, you double yeah. your number, you know. Yeah, no, we we could. Um, actually, now that you mention that, if if they have the new prototype car out by then, I'll maybe run a prototype car and the Ferrari and see how that goes to kind of do a mini test for um, uh, Le Mans. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll talk about that car later. Uh, let's move on. Hosted races. I ran a, re a recruiting race last night and hosted for, it was the ECR League. Uh, great group of guys over there, uh, led by Anthony Thickener, uh, Daytona, ACAR. I came up from the back, and I got up to the front fairly quickly. Uh, the, the set was awesome. Got wrecked because the guy behind me would not stop pushing. You know, there was nowhere to go. There were three of us in a row, and I was in the middle. And I really couldn't do anything from the guy, that, you know, to stop. I was going to say, don't you got to be patient at Daytona? Well, I had nowhere to go. I was checking just a little, and but it was quick to turn around. So I'm a little uh, concerned about that. Will, you said the same thing, too. Yeah, I was running um, a practice, I think, with Justin and Chris were there, and he bumped me just a tiny bit. Not even I wasn't even off the gas or anything down the back stretch and it came around pretty quick on me. I don't know if that was um just like a net code issue is what I'm hoping. Um but yeah, it was quick to come around. So if that continues on for the whole race, there might not be too much pushing. Um we're gonna have to find out real quick tonight. Well there'll be a lot of wrecking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope there's not because uh, uh Will uh I I only ran Talladega. I haven't actually run Daytona in NIS yet, but everybody's pushing everybody, even into corners. So Yeah, the most experience I have is the truck racing we've done there and 
I've done some pickup cup and you could push those things fairly easy. This is probably the longest I spent in a cup car there, but as soon as, as almost as soon as he touched my bumper, it turned around really quick. Um, almost quicker than I could even feel it in the wheel as far as the bump went. So I'm kind of thinking it was maybe a net. That sounds like in that code if you don't feel it. Yeah, because I was having, um, for whatever reasons, when I upgraded my graphics card, just drivers, it like reset all my graphics settings. So I was kind of dropping frames and I don't know if that was the case or net code because I didn't feel it till I was already turned around. So I'm hoping that was the situation for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the topics. Uh, Tony, what do you got? Well, first off the bats, uh, Sim for the win teat design contest. Um, it's like our iRacing partnered with blipshift.com to uh well make a t-shirt, win some iRacing credits. Um it uh the deadline for this is uh February 4th. Um and uh grand prize for this one is uh well, you get your uh your design on a t-shirt as well as uh well, the five hundred bucks. Yeah, five hundred i racing credits. Um, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good deal. And look, Facebook uh, post from uh, i racing Dirt World. Um, Matt Hill is uh, pleading for the votes, and he's got one heck of a shirt. This is awesome. It's uh, you know the i racing uh, the i racing logo. With the guy, the guy's uh, been given some legs and a and a desk and a chair, and uh, the caption underneath it says, "I didn't wreck race uh, i racing week thirteen survivor." Um, yeah, that's a pretty funny looking shirt. I mean, I like my it. vote on that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like he's sitting at. It's like the logo, but he's sitting at a little, you know, desk with a wheel and a monitor. Yeah, and. Heck- uh, uh, you know, I imagine what it in the words, you know, are obviously a conversation starter. You know, for people that have not been in iRacing, they probably read that and they're probably going, week 13? I wonder what that means. Yeah, and for everyone else, if you survive week 13, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I just use week 13 as a, as a mini vacation and don't even get in the car. <laughs> I'm not really a t-shirt guy, but I like the idea. I'm glad they finally are getting some quality products put together. So, pretty cool. Uh, I'll take the next one. There's a patch coming out. Uh, it's the hot fix number three for patch one. And it wasn't really clear what they did, but they did it. So, Will, what do you got next? All right, so they... um sent out a tweet with the iRacing account just kind of highlighting their feature time attack series. Um, we have the Porsche Cup with the fixed setup, the NASCAR trucks with the fixed setup, and the dirt limited late models. Um, top lap times from each three series will win $1,000. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there's some iRacing credits for second and third. Plus, three people will be randomly selected if you run laps at, in... I believe it's every track in that series. So, like, the limited late models, I think you have four tracks, about 12 tracks with the trucks, from my understandings. But they're just trying to promote their um, Time Attack featured series. 
They're putting up the cash, man. Go get it. Yeah, last I looked, I did the limited late models. I was got up to 7th after the update, but then a couple people ran me down probably around 11th or 12th. I don't have enough time in the day to try to push for the number one spot, so... Still, Will, seventh, dude. I mean, like I said, you still need to teach me how to dirt race. <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember, too, this isn't everybody's participating. It doesn't mean it's the fastest. It's just the fastest of the people doing it. Yeah, and in fact, a lot of the names I recognize as far as friends and people I study are on the limits late models, but not so much in the trucks. And I haven't even looked at the Porsche Cup. So I feel like if everybody participated, I'd probably definitely be down a little bit further. But the people that do it seem to be pretty dedicated because those scoreboards seem to change every day. I kind of peek at them. Yeah. Uh, Tony, we're going to switch here because this one's a weird topic, and I'm going to take it. So the next one is we don't have a link, and there's a few different reasons, and that's part of the story is that there is no link. But what, what's happened is there has been some posts on the forums about the top split of the Daytona 24 and apparently the winner of that race. Uh, we had team members trading off on the same sim at the same location. And technically that's probably against the rules because they're not like signing out and signing in as a different driver, right? And they're not having to do the penalty that you know there's extra time that it costs when you do a driver change right and so there was a thread about this and there, it was basically caught on a twitch uh one of the twitch channels of somebody broadcasting that split i don't know if it was somebody else or somebody in that team but uh the every time the the thread would get started in the forum it would get deleted uh staff members would remove the thread and so it kind of is a controversy. Uh, it took up uh, on Facebook because of the censorship going on on the forums. And people were talking about it over on iRacing Drivers World. And you can't link to that either because it's a closed group. But um, anyway, they were sharing a rig. What do you guys think? Is that like, uh, okay, ban, ban hammer situation? Well, uh, so... I, I was looking at this thread and I was going through and, and reading through it. Um, they actually stream themselves doing the driver swaps. Um, so you actually seen them, uh, you know, get out of the rig and then the other guy would jump in the rig and, and, and away you go. Um, seems to me that this is uh, definitely against the uh, iRacing rules. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I, if, if, that's the case and it certainly seems like it um you know video evidence that that i did end up seeing um yeah something should be done about it yeah Yeah. seems like a no-brainer huh well they had to have at least one driver actually swap out of the sim to be qualified because you have to have more than one driver so it wasn't every driver doing it Um, right i I think which doesn't really justify it but in real life, they swap cars like that. I don't. I feel like it's more of a system issue as far as how does iRacing calculate who's switching when in one individual rigs? How do you switch accounts? How do you 
get an accurate strength of field and eye rating average. Um, I feel like because it was in the top split, it amplifies it a little bit, but I think the advantage they gained wasn't enough to freak out about. It's just when does this stop or what's the next step somebody takes to kind of game the system. Um, And then I actually watched a little bit of the contact right there at the last lap, and that was just a racing deal. I think adding that on is just trying to make it sound worse than it really was. I watched I felt it was just a racing thing. But I feel like it's against the rules for sure, but they really need to find a way to make it that that can happen because I feel like that would be um, a little more accurate to real life and – I don't know, I just feel like there's um some gray area that should be played with there at least. Well I have a, a, sorry, go ahead, Tony. There's a there's a there's a, a timer. Um I think it's like for thirty seconds for, for driver swap. So if you're swapping out of a out of a rig and um, you know, watching the video, those guys did it in about half the time. Now um, according to that forum post, what I was reading as well is that that last guy just, uh, um, I guess he had been racing for for quite some time because he didn't they didn't want to do the driver swap and 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 take that hit and uh, so then there wouldn't have been that battle at the at the end. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it from this perspective, if you had a fresh driver with some good rest, thirty seconds over that course probably could have been made up. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. I mean, that's gaming the system. It's it's not right. I mean, a lot of these people put time and effort into this to get them that far, and then for these guys to just go about it that way, that's it doesn't sit right. Well, I mean, think about it. If a driver swap is thirty seconds, and you need to do a pit stop every hour, so let's let's just say on average, you know, it, every two hours, if they're taking out, you know, a third if they're shaving off 30 seconds every two hours, I mean, that really adds up to quite a few minutes over a 24 hour race. And, you know, you might, you know, you don't know that you're getting kind of gypped by them doing that. So yeah, it seems kind of unfair to me and I'm pretty sure the results won't count. Well, those I'm sure iRacing is taking care of it. That's why they probably pulled the forum thread what do you guys think about them pulling the forum thread? I mean, does do they need to do that? I mean, why can't people just talk about it? If if they're gonna pull, if they if, if they pulled the forum thread, then they should have at least come out with a statement going, "Hey, we found out what happened. Here's here's what we did. You know, like like a sanctioning body should, and so everybody knows about right. it. Right? Nobody not, knows. Yeah. Yeah, nobody knows if the guys were actually punished or not at this point, really. I mean, as far as I know. Yeah, I would say censoring it almost brings more light to it than um, it actually happening itself. I feel like right. if they didn't censor it, would we really be talking about it right now? And that really shows, I think, what they think of the situation. But what happens now, what happens next is um, they really should come out with that and make a public statement. Or we're going to see more of this in the future. Look, there's no way in the world iRacing will ever be able to tell when somebody physically steps out of the seat and someone else physically steps into the same seat. Okay, I mean, we got to give them that. There's no way to do that. But if they want to sign out 
get out of the sim, sign out, sign in somebody else. I have no problem with that. That takes several minutes. That takes four minutes. Let them do it. But yeah, it's it's illegal what they did. So, uh, and then real quick, the real Daytona 500 race. Uh, a few of us were watching that, and they penalized a car five minutes. The leader of one of the classes because they found out he had an unfair advantage on pit road, just like this, uh, except on their case, it was fuel. They had a, their fuel rig was, had putting fuel in faster than the other cars were able to fuel their cars. And so they were getting it done quicker. So their pit stops were always way shorter. And so the sanctioning body figured it out. They put them on pit road for five minutes and they lost the lead because of it and uh at the time i was just like livid about it. i couldn't believe they were parking the leader well i i kind of saw part of that i i didn't really understand what was going on because uh i didn't i didn't have my headphones at the time when you were talking about it mike but i kind of looked at it later um the, the and the weird thing was is according to all the specs and all the scrutinizing and everything that these cars go through Everything checked checked out according to the rules from the sanctioning body. So I'm really not sure w- why this was even an issue because th- their lap times were not excessively fast compared to everybody else. No, it was the f- pit time. It was the time in pits. Yeah, every, you have to fuel those cars separately before you can work on the car, and they had a shorter time of fuel fill. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a balance of power rule to make sure you're not sandbagging during testing and trying to hide an advantage. I don't know if that's something they've even tested for. I'm sure I'm sure they do, but yeah, essentially the car just accepted fuel way faster than everybody else, so they gave them shorter pit stops. From my understanding, the rule was initially written to keep you from, like, say, coasting down the backstretch, hiding your overall speed, then kind of tapping into it during the race uh, i think they they applied the rule outside of what their initial thought was but it was to help with the balance of power between the cars yeah well all right let's move on tony what do you got next hi uh somebody put together a weekly driver count and uh series participation um Mike Rogan uh, put together one heck of a uh, a post um, showing everything, um, what everybody's driving and what tracks are driving at. Um, looks like it's very cool. It, yeah, it, it is. It's like a stats bar graph kind of thing. The cool one I like is the oval track for 2017 oval track participation, and it tells you which tracks are the most popular. The top five USA. Charlotte, Eldora, Lanier, Talladega. And USA, it has tons more than most of the other tracks. Well, yeah, and that kind of makes sense because USA is used in, in uh, you know... Uh, Dirt and pavement. Two, two, yeah, two different rookie series. And um, going through everything, even on the roadside, the rookie stuff is the most popular. Yep. It kind of makes me wonder because Lanier is fourth on the list. But how much of that is dirt versus how much of that is um, pavement? Because that track didn't go dirt till I believe, season three. So I think that probably shot it up quite a bit up the list. But 
it's pretty much dirt tracks and super speedways up at the top. That's yeah. Uh, Lanyard's got 33,037 and I bet you 33,035 of it's all dirt. I didn't even, I didn't even know the track existed until it, they brought it to dirt. Um, I was still kind of new to eye racing, but a lot of the like street stock, super late model, late model stuff, they just don't get the participation that uh, a lot of the NIS stuff does. So yeah, I bet you a, a huge chunk of that is dirt. Yeah, there is a ton of information here. Uh, you, if you search the forums for weekly driver count, you'll find it. Uh, it's some great data, very easy to read. It's also got car participation for season four of 2017. Uh, the most popular car, the MX-5 Mazda. And street stock, trucks, dirt street stock, and then Skip Barber. I'm surprised by that. That Mazda is oh. a fun little car. I, I love driving it. It's spending time in it, just turn laps. It's just fun to run, put around. Yeah, Ma- Ma- Mazda and Skip, Skip Barber, if you've... If you want a car that'll kind of throw you around a little bit without kicking your butt too much, uh, Skip Barbers are fun, especially at uh, either Sears Point or Lime Rock. I'm curious what iRacing, so I'm sure they have all the same information, but when they do updates and changes and pick featured series, do they? I wonder if they look at this as far as trying to promote series up the list because... It is very it's a very extreme graph. Um, there's a huge difference between the Mazda and, say, even the Indy cars or the V8 supercars. Yeah, it's more than double. Which I kind of bums me out a little bit because I would love to race some of that stuff a little bit more. But like, especially I'm gonna scroll down here to the um, oval side of stuff, the iRacing Sprint car and Silver Crown cars, the asphalt versions, are just. I mean, drops in the bucket compared to everything else. Yep. Well, they they have, you know, a ton of people. Um, excuse me, I gotta... Sorry, it's like a guys, popularity, you know, co- list of what's popular. Well, not just that, but, like, take the IMSA series, for example, Mike. Um, the IMSA series was a dead series until they added the GTE cars last season. If they hadn't add those, nobody'd be running that series. Oh, you're not going to like one of these stories we have coming up. Then let's okay. uh, let's get to it. Uh, what's next, uh, Will? All right, so um, we have a post here about new heat rate uh, heat race formats. Um, Tyler Hudson posted up um, to the dirt racers. We've added five more heat racing formats that you can select for hosted racing. You should see these options come available today. Remember that you have to use the beta UI to host a heat session. Um, in the meantime, we continue working to allow each parameter to be 100% customizable by the user. So they are working on that. In fact, I think I remember him posting up that they plan on doing some practicing of that a little bit earlier in the week. So it's just nice to see they're kind of focusing on the heat race side of things to make it a little more accurate to real life and give people that host these races a little more control over what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a work in progress, obviously. And it kind of leads to the next topic. Um, if you want me to, I could kind of hop yeah, out a little ahead. bit in advance. Um, some exciting news on the dirt side of things. And I've been definitely looking forward to this. Um, uh, Carson, I cannot pronounce his last name. Um, 
he noticed people had a Dirt Pro license. Um, a couple people and even myself thought it was a glitch, but um, Tyler Hudson posted, it's coming, stay tuned. So I think with the Chili Bowl coming up, we have the World of Outlaws on their 40th anniversary. I'm hoping we do get a Pro Dirt series, and I'm really hoping it's a bigger window of drivers. Is say instead of 20 or 30, you could get maybe 100 pro dirt drivers and have a proper heat race, C main, B main, just like you would have in an event like Chili Bowl or Knoxville Nationals or stuff of that nature. So I think think the two of those are kind of closely linked. I'm hoping at least. That is cool. That is cool. So that's Dirt Oval. Go for the pro, guys. It's coming. Yeah. All right. I would say I've done one race with Tyler Hudson in a super late model, and he definitely spanked the field, but he never left the my line of sight. I was always within half a straightaway to a straightaway of him, so um, definitely a big confidence boost. I'm personally really looking forward to the pro dirt license. Yeah, that's interesting. I have not seen anybody with one actually personally, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll see Will with one pretty shortly. <laughs> we'll see. All right, uh, next topic. I got a uh, Twitter uh, from one of our listeners. It's uh, Daniel. He's at at G O V E Boy Gov Boy is his uh, Twitter name. He said, uh, the Australian supercars team is using iRacing, and he sent me a link. And uh, sure enough, uh, the Bathurst winning Erubus Motorsport V8 team has invested in what it believes in will be a powerful tool ahead of the 2018 season. And they added a nice uh, uh, Motor Force 1 motion cockpit. Uh, to their shop uh, so the guys can train on it. And boy, it looks nice. And so they put out a press release with a picture of it. It looks like it's got 50-inch screens. It's got the uh, shocks on the back of the seat, so to speak, like hydraulic shocks to move the seat around and a proper cockpit kind of thing around the wheel or dashboard. Well, when you got Van Gisbergen down there beating up on everybody who uses this regularly, they trying to get that same advantage he does. Yeah. All right, cool. Tony, what's next? <laughs> oh, Mitchell DeJong. Another week, another win. Um, Again? Anyone, yeah. Will anyone find a way around Mitchell DeJong and Red global rallycross i racing action um that's the question posted uh from uh red bull grc's twitter um i i really don't think so this guy's just killing it nobody can nobody seems to be able to get around him yeah i think we need scott speed to start showing up and see if he can uh, put this guy in place they almost need to put like some kind of bounty on his head um if Red Bull promoted it properly, could you imagine if they um, sponsored, like, hey, get a ride in one of our cars, test one in real life, if you're able to... Yeah, you got to beat Mitchell. <laughs> beat, him, beat him without wrecking him, but 
Yeah, I think having something like that would be phenomenal for the crossover between sim racing and real racing because it shows like he gets it done um, real life and in sim and no one's been able to touch him. So um, I think it's cool to have somebody that's on top for now at least uh, hasn't worn off yet as far as people getting upset or getting getting uh, getting old to him. But I think there's a lot of cool opportunities they should really try to hop on and make something cool happen. Yeah, well, congrats to him. He's uh, he's not making any mistakes. I mean, you can't make mistakes in these races or you lose. So it what it means is he's doing really well, but he's also not making any mistakes. All right, Will, what's next? All right, so um, it looks like Steve Myers posted up an update on as far as the LMP1 cars go. I believe we have the uh, Porsche and Audi coming. Um, twi- uh, Twitter user... Joe Ricardo asked uh, Steve Myers when it's coming. He says looking good for the March build. So um, it looks like it'll be uh, about another month or so. He'll have the LMP1 cars, which is, uh, I think, an exciting exciting car to have, especially for the 24 hours of Le Mans and just good for the sim overall. Cannot wait for those cars. I'm just, it, it was funny watching, like, just Toyota and I think Porsche run in Lamar last year and I'm just like man nobody wants to run prototypes so I'm 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 glad they're definitely getting some love in iRacing cuz those things are amazing. So that'll be out before your Sebring race. Yep. Might All have right. to try running it. Oh, it's going to be awesome, I'm sure. All right, uh, next topic, uh we got a uh note from another listener. Uh, it's Ben W. Sanders. He says, hey guys, love listening to the show whilst uh, pretending to work and sometimes in my helmet while racing home to iRace on my GSXR 750 in the sunny UK. Big hello from me and all at the Team 4X Racing after I initially found the podcast through iTunes. I now have the whole team listening every week. Thank you for that, Ben. Uh, I thought I would share my recent found new Dukes of Hazard-inspired racing line through Sector 4 in preparation for the 12 hours at Bathurst. Check it out. Thanks for the show. It's my highlight of the day every Wednesday. Uh, cheers, Ben W. Sanders. And he sent me a video of him taking a jump at the infamous uh, section Sector 4 at uh, Bathurst. And... Uh, it was pretty cool. He he jumped his car, and I actually reminded me that I did the same thing about five years ago, and I put up some YouTube videos of me jumping the A car there, as well as the Indy car at that same jump, and landing it. And uh, I shared those videos with my team as well. Did you guys see it? Yeah. I didn't. I I saw it. <laughs> That looks like a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, I think my response actually was a, a Dukes of Hazard clip. So oh, yeah. it was funny that that's what he had in his post. Yeah, pretty cool. So I, uh, it was kind of neat to share videos with Ben. Uh, so thanks for the uh, comment and thanks for listening, guys. All right, Tony, you have the big topic of the day. Yeah, this is... Uh... This is pretty huge, and if I was, uh, you know, on my game, I'd have this all loaded up and ready to go. And uh, Mike, I'm gonna have to let you take this one because my computer's hanging on me. 
Oh, that's okay. Uh, the first link actually doesn't work because I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if they took it down. That was the original source to this story, but it was none other than Adam Stern, who works for SportsBusinessDaily.com, who is a NASCAR j- journalist, NASCAR business journalist, and he's known to have very good information. Uh, he twittered out the other day, NASCAR teams are creating a pro iRacing league where players will be drafted by the organizations and compete against each other in tournaments streamed online. The first tournament to have a six-figure payout. League set to debut in early 2018. Yeah, so that's that's why it wasn't working, because they, <laughs> they disconnected. But, I mean, th- th- this is absolutely huge and kind of what we've been talking about for the last little while. Um, so it looks like, yeah, it looks like they're... They're doing it, and you know, Junior's uh, getting his way. So, this is what's cool about this. This is different than what we talked about before when they're going to bring simulators to the track with NASCAR heat and iRacing. This is different. This is the chartered teams of NASCAR starting an online team where they have a driver that runs their paint schemes of their sponsors in a peak-like environment and on a weekly basis kind of thing. And it's been confirmed on uh, by none other than Rob Kaufman, who is the chairman of the RTA, who is a group of uh, NASCAR owners and co-owner of Chip Ganassi Racing. He says, quote, yes, the RTA is working on this initiative. And so this is real, dude. It's happening. Yeah, what I was referring to is, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Dale Jr. is saying, you know, this should be like the 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 four series for for NASCAR. Um, yep. This is exactly what they're building. Yep. And remember, Parker Kligerman had a a great outline of how it should look, and from everything I've read on this, it follows Parker's outline. And I don't, I bet you Parker is probably involved in the planning of this because it literally matches. The ideas that he presented, uh, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, like, you're right. This this is huge. This is absolutely huge. This is going to be so cool. Yeah, from the what I was reading, it sounds like it won't be ready for Daytona, but they're hoping to get it out sometime this year. How perfect would it be if it came out for the second half of the season when Junior's going to be up in the booth and maybe he could talk this stuff up a little bit and get it off the ground? Because that's the one thing. It sounds awesome, but I haven't seen anything from iRacing or NASCAR that makes me believe they can market this and get in front of people. Yeah. Yeah, and when do they show it? You know, is it midweek? Do they show it before the real race? Yeah, it's. Um, I've been watching a lot of the Overwatch League, which is kind of a new esports thing where teams kind of bought in. And I think this is kind of similar in some ways that the um, Cup teams say Hendrick, Chip Ganassi, Richard Childress will have their driver, their track. But I think the biggest thing for it to be successful is to have it either stream somewhere, somewhere televised where you can get a lot of eyes on it. And um, I think that's going to be a huge factor for success because um, if you don't have people watching it, it's just going to fade away. Well, maybe it can be part of NASCAR's TV package. They put it on NBC, you know. Yeah, I think I well, I think I saw Rocket League on TBS one time. I would 
definitely watch this if it was on TV because when you watch a a good broadcasted race, it is hard to tell it's a sim sometimes if you're not paying close attention or if you don't know. Um, so I think the quality is there, but getting it in front of people, um, I think is going to be one of the key drivers of success as well as getting a little more interaction with the drivers. But I think having them branded with, with each team, um, is definitely going to help with that. So if like, say, let's just say Hendrix picks up Ray Alfala and you're a Hendrix fan, well, you already have somebody to root for and a reason to watch. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think. It has potential to be a huge thing if done properly. And I think from all the news that's been trickling out leading up to this, I think NASCAR is being a little timid. But I think every move so far has looked good that we could tell. Because uh, two, three weeks ago, we were talking about it possibly being NASCAR Heat 2, which we definitely don't want. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Well, that's the thing. It definitely says iRacing. You know, it, it doesn't say r factor it doesn't say nascar heat crap it doesn't say other stuff it says iRacing. And now tony gardner ceo of iRacing, did uh pipe in on the forums on this post and said here's a, here's what he says nascar and iRacing have an ongoing positive relationship in which we explore various ways to expand and improve our official racing and offer additional opportunities if anything new is formalized, we will be sure to announce it. So kind of a, uh, I don't have anything to, you know, announce at this time. And one thing I noticed, um, within, I feel like less than four hours of them posting this, I think it was Austin Dillon was in a rig, um, mentioning, showing people how to drive certain tracks and he was in full uniform racing on a rig in iRacing. So it seems like with a lot of the youth movement into NASCAR, whether it be like Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, a lot of the younger guys have kind of grown up with this, having them at the premier stage promoting it. I think it's going to be a, I think it's gonna be a good thing. As far as getting it out to people, they could, pump it down in NBC Sports, you know, late night to get, you know, that viewership up and stuff and then transition it during the day. NBC would have avenues, many avenues that they could use to pump that out. Yeah. Yeah, Fox Sports gets all the truck races year-round where Xfinity and Cup are split amongst the broadcasters. If NBC Sports hopped on this and said, hey, we want all of the peak races or whatever they end up calling it and they you're right if they air it late night whenever they could trickle it in fill some time slots that would be huge and they definitely could do it now since uh apparently mike you told me about this the other day since they're not running f1 coverage anymore they lost that to espn yep yeah so all right, let's go on. That NASCAR East Series or eSports, I think is what they're calling it. So stay tuned. It's very exciting. This is good news for sure uh, for everybody. I mean, none of us are going to probably end up having getting to participate in that, but it's going to drive membership. It's going to drive people to the sim, which means more competition for everybody, and that's a good thing. Still watch it, though. Oh, yeah. I'd be a huge fan of that, so... It'd be more rookies that we could beat up on and try to get our eye rating better, hopefully. 
fresh meat. Okay, Heck, I'll take... I was say, it could be a good way to uh, allow my wife to buy, uh, let me buy more stuff for uh, for my rig and for iRacing. Look, look, I can do this. I can, I can be a pro and make lots of money. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I'll get... Yeah, I'll get shot. Too. Tell her it's a process. We have to. It takes. I, you know. I well, she listens to the that. podcast. You're kind of. She knows the the plan now. <laughs> I told my girlfriend that I'm like, you know, if I get good enough at this, I can win two, ten thousand dollars by running, uh, you know, peak and everything. She's like, yeah, that's probably not happening. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but if you get new load cell pedals and direct drive wheel and a motion simulator. Man, I, I could be so fast. You just have to tell her it's your dream. You can't, it's your dream. You don't you don't want her standing in the way of your dreams. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. You know, so when I tell you next week, I told her that, and I go, well, you know, since I'm single and she moved out, I can blame yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and follow your dreams. I'll catch you later. Okay. Uh, next topic is a forum post. It was kind of funny. Uh, this guy, uh, Jack Keithley from the UK, uh, put up uh, a post in the complaints depart- uh, department. He says, iRacing staff, read this BS is the name of the thread. Read this BS. He says, can someone help me? I sign up for a rough race. I do the qualifying on P1. I go to the race and it does not recognize me and does not let me grid and I can't join. And it lost my all my R rating. I want to get my R rating back. And so everyone's trying to speculate and help him figure out what might have went wrong. And finally, Nick Nieben, who's a pretty smart guy, he piped up. Uh, he went and figured it out by looking at results or whatever. And he says, you were DQ'd in qualifying, which DQs you from the event. Don't drive backwards in qualifying and you won't make yourself lose 100 I rating. So it's kind of funny that the guy uh, DQ'd himself and decided to come on the forums and uh, kind of make a, a jackass out of himself. Pretty funny stuff, uh, but he was demanding his I rating back, and you know how those threads go. Nope. Not going to happen. All right, Will, what's next? So actually, this is um same thing I just mentioned a few moments ago. Um, Richard Childress posted up Austin Dillon taking a spin around Pocono Raceway um, on iRacing, and it says, we are going to show fans how to drive our favorite tracks. Stay tuned. Um, he's on a pretty nice-looking rig, triple monitors. Looks like he's using an AccuForce wheel or, yeah, some experience there. So yep. nice-looking rig. He's in full driver's suit, so hopefully they do a good video series and this will probably work in line with um, the promotion of this new esports series. Yeah, the timing of this little Twitter and everything else, like you said, it's all related. Yeah, but the one thing I did notice in this picture, his field of view yeah, looks like that. he's looks like that's the same field of view you get in an Oculus, which the sensor is right above the monitor, um, but he's not wearing the headset. So that that did look kind of weird. Well, he's got triples, but he's got the sim only on the center monitor. Yeah, it looks like he's driving in an Oculus. That's exactly what it looks like, but when it's strapped to your face, the field of view ain't that bad. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought that was really weird. I, I feel like it was like a staged photo. Yeah. Um, 
But one thing I did notice too is that he has a Momo wheel attached to the Sim Force, and it looks like the hub the Sim Force comes with strapped to the side of the rig as a button box. So I just enjoy looking at these rigs when people post them, just because everyone gets pretty creative with it. Yeah, it looks like it's like duct taped to the side of the thing almost. Yeah, you're right. All right, Tony, what do you got next? Uh, there's a forum post about the uh, 410 wingless sprints. There's um, still a uh, a bug going on with the, well, to me, it looks like the front wheels. I'm looking at the picture, and the uh, the two front wheels are completely sideways. And um, you can read the Hoosier on the side of the tires. Um, yeah, they turn a little bit too much, right, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, and they say uh I guess they've uh, alluded to possible just a graphical thing, but um, people are saying that it it does affect how the car handles. And uh, um, staff member Jason uh, Breifogel um, said there used to be a fix for it, but wound, it wound up causing other issues. Um, but the engineers are still searching for another way to, to go about fixing it. So they're working on the fix. All right, cool. That's the 410 wingless. Next topic. Uh, this one's for you, David. Uh, Tyler Hudson announced a new forum post where he says there's going to be new cars in series. He says, with the addition of the Porsche and Audi LMP1s, we'll be making small adjustments to the IMSA series and we'll create a new endurance series called the iRacing Endurance Series. Starting in Season 2, the IMSA series will use the Corvette DP and all GT3 cars. The new iRacing Endurance Series will feature the Porsche 919, the Audi LMP1, and two GTE cars, the Ford GT and the Ferrari GTE. That's going to be awesome because when I move up from the Ferrari GT3 to the Ferrari GTE, because I have both, uh, that, that'll be fun. Do they have enough drivers to really split these up? I mean, why are we splitting them up? I don't get it. I just think, honestly, what they should do is just add the two LMP cars with the Daytona prototype car, the the DP car, and just, you know, have them and the GTE and GT3 cars run in, as one series. But I don't know. Maybe that's too much. He also said, we plan to run the IMSA series with shorter races and no team racing, while the new series... Will feature longer races with team racing, although we won't require a driver change. So, and this thread goes on and on and on because, like you just did, everybody has an opinion about, oh, we should do it this way, we should do it that way. I think, th- I mean, this thread blew up too. I, it's already 10 pages. I think it was page eight. Uh, Tony Gardner piped in. I can't find it now, but he basically says, Hey guys, I mean, this isn't set in stone. We're taking your feedback and we'll probably be presenting a different version of what this is. And so it doesn't sound like it's set in stone. A lot of people have provided feedback about how this should be different. (laughs) Well, I mean, plus, you know, like you said, everybody's got an opinion until they roll this out and go, here's what it's going to be. You know, we won't, you know, we won't be able to give proper feedback on, okay, hey, this works or, oh, hey, you know, as the community, we think you should change this to this, or, you know, whatever. All right. All right, Tony, what's next? Uh, Tony Gardner put up a 
a, a big post of the Daytona 24 hour race follow up. And, uh, well, he's addressing a lot of the, uh, the connection issues people were having. And, um, he, they did say it was, uh, they said the main issue is that one of the servers hosting four splits encountered networking issues. Server number 15, it is one of our newest batch of servers, but that one particular server was using different networking hardware. It has been online working fine for several months. Um, they done a, a full autopsy on the server and strongly believe they, they figured out why it failed and corrected the problem. Um, it is now passing all of their load testing. However, it is uh, not needed, so they're going to keep it offline for the 12-hour event race uh, next weekend. Very cool. So it's cool that they look into it and they report back what happened. And uh, there you go. They had one server that was a little wonky. And guys, just so you guys know, I'm I'm personally going to college, uh, not so much for networking, but for programming. But they still take you make make you take a basic networking course, and they make you take a basic software course. Um, the hardware and the software that go together to make a server work, um, you really got to know what the hell you're doing. And on top of that, when you have you know three, four, five hundred people jack into a server and it goes down. I mean, it like like you were saying, Mike, the you know, in the past six months, just the reliability of the server for or iRacing in general has really become for the most part bulletproof except for major, major events. So they'll get it straight, but it's definitely gonna take some time. This stuff isn't easy to to take care of and maintain or as easy as people think. Oh yeah. There's a lot of moving parts. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Pretty much. I think they're doing a good job. I mean, it's hard to blame iRacing. I think they've improved. I mean, it used to be commonplace these kind of issues. It seems to have gotten better. Most people weren't affected by this particular deal. It was just one particular server, number fifteen. So, it was nice of him to write up a nice little uh, post and basically apologize, you know, and say, uh, and, and explain what happened, you know. Okay. Um, I guess I'll take next. Uh, we'll jump into a little bit of hardware We're running out of time. The first one is what is going on with graphics cards and why are they so freaking expensive? And uh, there's a lot of uh, articles online about this as the prices keep creeping up. It's because of the Bitcoin mining stuff. And uh, unbelievably, there was a link that somebody posted in Facebook to a 1080 graphics card at Newegg.com. Now, I opened the link today and it says $900, but it says out of stock. But when I opened this link a few days ago and I put it in the the script here the price at newegg.com for the same op item was ten thousand dollars and i'm not kidding i saw it myself yeah no i um i had a couple of friends who did a lot of or some bitcoin stuff and they warned me and i bought my 1070 and i could sell on ebay for almost twice what i paid for it right now the demand is ridiculous, and it's actually 
them trying to keep up with the DDR5 production, which is now hurting DDR4 RAM. So RAM's going up. And it's getting really, really crazy because of the Bitcoin mining. And some companies are even reaching out like, hey, if you buy a motherboard, you buy a processor, like you're building a computer, we'll sell it to you at MSRP. And I've seen a couple articles about that. But if people are just buying these things in bulk, um, it's it's really bad for PC gaming right now because of the Bitcoin thing. And hopefully we get over this hump soon because I know I needed a stronger card to run VR and people getting 4k monitors are going to need the power and more VR stuff. Like there's a lot of really, really cool stuff that these things can do gaming wise, but that's not what they're being utilized for. So it's, um, it's a tough time right now if you're building a PC or trying to upgrade your rig. Yeah. Just a heads up to anybody that might be building one or upgrading. I've been looking into it because I've been, I need a video card and, it, yeah, it's ridiculous. You just don't want to be buying one right now. But you can still find some pretty good deals on um, pre-built PCs that have these cards in them. And so that's probably the way to go. But I'm sure at some point those are going to be bought up too because people are just going to be buying those PCs and ripping the cards out of them and selling those on eBay. But you can still get a pretty good deal on some pre-built machines. You're probably just it's going to be better off going that way than buying a card. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy, some of those prices. All right, uh, let's jump into the final uh, story. We're going to skip some of these hardware topics in the interest of time. We'll get them next week. Uh, it's none other than our favorite driver, Ty Majeski, And he is uh, back on the podium after his on his first road race ever. And he ran the Continental Tires event at daytona the 24-hour race of daytona they had a continental tires uh pre-race uh i forget what they call it it's like 2.4 hours or something and they ran it on the friday before the the big event and he got on the podium so a nice run tie yeah and uh, they actually posted he's gonna be in an xfinity car um quite a bit more common next year he's sharing the 60 car with roush um with three other drivers i think chase briscoe and there was one more i can't remember off the top of my head but he's going to be in xfinity quite a bit more next season so that should be fun to watch as well yeah they announced the schedule of those three guys switching out and uh he does have a lot of starts he got about a third of the schedule so we're going to see him in nascar for sure so that's great all right let's jump into final thoughts Let's start with Chris Perez. What do you got? I'm just curious to see how this new, uh, how they lay out the new NASCAR eSport thing that they, you know, made mention of this week. See how many people, you know, sign up for it after that and see how much of a boost this is for the community. Yeah. And then how are they going to do it mid-season if, you know, and make it really work good? Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns there for sure, but I am also intrigued by it. It's exciting. Uh, thanks, for Chris, for coming. Chris Scales, uh, your final thoughts? I'm just ready to run this Rotor Pro race at Daytona, kind of get an idea of what we have for 500 coming up. That's right. Let's rally the troops. Let's get out there and see what we got. And uh, I'm excited too, man. It's going to be a good race tonight. I hope. Uh, I'm really excited for a win, I hope. All right, uh, David Flowers, final thoughts. 
Uh, I'm just super excited for NIS to start and kind of keep managing uh, the endurance side of our team. And, you know, if anybody wants to get a hold of us on Facebook and contact us, you know, let me know. We're always looking for more endurance drivers and drivers in general to hang out and have a good time. Uh, unfortunately, I won't make it tonight. I got to go pick up a buddy of mine from the train station here in about 30 minutes. Well, you can jump in and spot later, perhaps, or something like that. I mean, I'll I'll watch whoever's running, you or Chris or Will or you know whoever's running. Maybe not Will. I don't know. His his Oculus kind of throws me around a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tony Groves, final thoughts. Yeah, I'll be jumping into that race tonight with you guys. Um, I'm just looking to survive. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I I can't. I can feast or famine at these tracks either you know I, I either i do pretty good or i'm i'm in the wall and and i'm done for the race so I'm, I'm hoping for a decent finish i'm hoping to finish that's that's a good goal for me other than that i tell you is this off season over yet because uh i'm ready to go hey tony yeah. look at the bright side you, you you wreck a few more times man we're gonna have the same i rating again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, the way I've been going the the last little while, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to be trying to go for the lowest on the team. All right, well, let's get it. Uh, William Gibson, final thoughts? Uh, not too much here. I'm really excited on the the Dirt Pro license, and that's dirt racing's kind of where my heart's at. I um I've been working really close with David to crew chief for him this year through the NIS stuff, and. I'll do some starts myself, but um, on the asphalt side, I want to learn more about the setups, do some more focus on the crew chief inside to kind of help the team out and get some knowledge built up. And on the driving side, now that I kind of have a um, a target to aim for with that pro license. So driving side, I kind of got a good target to hit and same thing on the um, crew chief inside. So I'm excited for this season and I'm just ready to get out there and have some fun. All right. Yep. My final thoughts is, uh, Man, I'm ready for it, too. Tonight, Daytona starts. This is the warm-up to the big event, the 500 to be next. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, always been excited at the beginning of the season. Uh, before anyone takes a lap, uh, the you know, the excitement of, hey, maybe I can run good. Maybe I'll win. Maybe I'll get a top five, you know, especially at a restrictor plate, you know, because I just excel there at some, for some reason. And so... I'm cautiously optimistic about running well, so we'll see. Uh, And with that, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.